I love investing in real estate, but I really would love what it affords me to do in my life. I literally don't have a job. I like the term successfully unemployed, you know, found a way to make money to provide for myself and my family without working for somebody else. But then, you know, I go to the gym and hang out with my family and come on podcasts and talk to great people like you. So it's a blessing. So such a blessing to have real estate. But yeah, I just, I really appreciate you having me on. I love talking about the Lord as well as what he has done in my life and how amazing he is. Awesome, man. Yeah, we, we love bringing guys on like you that are successful out in the world, uh, leading their family well, and doing it from a foundation of faith to, to show some of our, uh, our listeners that really the faith can add so much uh, substance to your life. You can have all the worldly success you can imagine, and it won't match up to just a fraction well of faith. You're right. And what yeah. the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the entire world and yet forfeit his soul? Like that is absolutely something that we don't want. And so praise the Lord that we have, well, you and I have opportunities to share the gospel with people because of what God's put in front of us. And so this is a great medium to do it, you know, with the podcast and YouTube. I personally love it as well. So, but yeah, this is really, really fantastic that, you know, in the end, the only thing that matters is God. And yep. so as we glorify the Lord, our lives get better and we can share the gospel and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 100%, man. And as as you become more bold, and everyone will see this as they come out of their shell, you find that your stereotype or your expectation of what you may get in return for your boldness and being bold about your faith, you'll find that your expectations are usually more um, negative than reality. In reality, the body of Christ is, is living and there's a lot of God's children like you and I, and really every, every single human being out there, uh, that is hungry for this. And anyways, I just, uh, I'm really happy to, you know, be doing this and, and continue pushing the word out there. So couldn't do it out. Couldn't do it without guys like you. Um, with that said, let's get into your origin story a little bit because, like we talked about this before. I'm 34 years old. I run a, um, a team of tech sales folks and I've got a nine to five and I've been looking across the street on, on the other side for, for years now with side hustles and Hey, how do we get to financial independence with a family and kids? And I know you have a family, um, and you were able to retire or attain financial freedom at age 37. So I've got three years if I want to catch you. But let's let's dive into your origin story and see what you were up to before um, this this big change that you made and, and how it's gone since. Yeah. So I when I was 37 years old, like you said, I quit my job and I started when I was 27. Like I had the vision that I want to quit my job by the time I'm 37 or 10 years. I gave myself that. And so but I, I didn't start there now. Obviously, I like the term successfully unemployed, but I'm an investor. I'm a real estate investor. And honestly, I really found out how to do this. So in 2006, I started investing in real estate. I read a fantastic book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, was really yep. eye-opening to where I shouldn't work an hour and get paid for an hour. I should work one time and get paid over and over again, which is passive income. So I was like, man, I need to get passive income. So I started buying real estate and owned businesses. Now, here's where it all started. Now, I've always been entrepreneurial in my life, you know, starting businesses or having businesses. I had a newspaper route when I was 13 years old. That's where you ride around on a bike yeah. and throw oh, yeah. newspapers at 5 a.m. banging them on garage doors. I did that. I had a graphic website design company. 
I had a pizzeria. I had a skateboard manufacturing company. Like I literally built them all wow. from the ground up. But I also was taught, like we are all taught from the very beginning. You go to school, you get good grades. Then you get those good grades, you take them to college and you hopefully get better grades or get good grades there too. And you get in thousands and thousands of dollars into debt and you get a piece of paper called a degree and you're supposed to go to companies and try to get a quote unquote career there and work till you're 65 plus mm -hmm. years old. So, and then you would try to retire on what you managed to save that entire time working that J-O-B is what I call it, a just overbroke job. Yeah. And so I'm following that exact same path. And I started, I bought one rental property in 2006. And when I made money from that property, I bought it one time and other people do the work. And I got a check for $317 just without doing anything else. I said, said to myself, my goodness, this, I, this is the fastest, easiest money I've ever made. Yeah. I need to keep doing this. But Blake, you'll get this. So my wife and I started having kids and life started getting in the way. Eventually, we had four children. And I'm going to tell you this quick story. This is what shoved me or catapulted me into financial independence because I was still going that same, you know, nine to five job. In fact, I was working for a local county government doing IT for mm. the local county technology. Yeah. And in doing that, my, my wife started having kids. Yeah, we got our fourth child. My wife had gave birth to our fourth child and I went on paternity leave. That's where the dad stays home with the mom, changes poopy diapers and all that good yep. stuff. And oh yeah, I went off, was off for work for two weeks, and then I get back to work. And in that week, I get back to work on a Friday at three thirty in the afternoon. I get a call from my boss's 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 secretary, like the top dog, and she says, "Dustin, would you please come to the office?" And I said, "Sure." And then I hung up the phone. I paused for a second. I thought, "Why in the world did they call me in the office? Like this isn't normal." And I've seen plenty of movies. Friday at three thirty is not a good time to have to go see your boss. And I started thinking, my goodness, am I going to get laid off right now? And I remembered a couple months before I went on paternity leave, there were some rumors or some rumbling going on. There could potentially be layoffs in the county. Mm. I immediately shook that off. I said, there's no way. I've got like 12, 13 years seniority here. My boss to think I do a great job. Fast forward, I started realizing that I could potentially lose my job, but I shook it off. So I got up out of my chair and I started walking down the hallway to my boss's office. Now this hallway like isn't very long. In fact, it's kind of short, but every single step that I took, it felt like the hallway got longer and longer mm -hmm. and longer. And it felt like my feet became lead bricks because the weight of potentially losing my job was crushing down on me. Well, I get down the hallway and I turn the corner. I see my boss's door, his door is closed. And I see a secretary there, super sweet, nice old lady. And she says, Dustin, would you please have a seat? And she's kind of sheepishly grinning at me, kind of consoled me with her eyes because she knows everything about what's going on. I know nothing about what's going on. Well, I go and I take my seat and I sit down and I, I start thinking about my life. If I get laid off right now, what is that? show for my life, like this plan that I was following that everybody told me, did I just waste my life on yeah. this? And then I realized, oh my goodness, we just had our fourth child. If I can't feed my family, does that make me a failure as a father? Make me a failure as a husband, as a man trying to provide for his family? Well, as I'm sitting there, my hands get all clammy, my forehead gets all sweaty because the nerves are just crushing on me. Well, the door to my boss's office opens up and out walks a coworker of mine, a lady, she's super nice, and she walks by me with a piece of paper in her hands. She's noticeably distraught, noticeably upset, not necessarily crying, but you can tell her world has just been rocked. Mm. Well, she passes by me and my boss says, Dustin, would you please come to the office? So I get up and I go into his office and I get laid off. And remember, mm. this is the government. Nobody gets fired or laid off from the government, but I did. Yeah. So if it happened to me, it can happen to you. And the reason why I tell this story is for the two things I realized. So 
I walked back to my desk with that layoff notice and I realized two things. The first one, I need to get another job. I need to both provide for my family. And so I was blessed, praise the Lord, to find another job in the same county, a different department wasn't having issues. So check, I got another job there. Great. The second thing, sitting in that chair, just getting laid off, I realized that I need to make sure that this never, ever happens to me again. I need to make sure that nobody has the ability to take my ability away to feed my family. So right then and there, I realized I am now going to tell every single person that I meet, no longer what I say when they ask a question, what do you do? You know, we usually reply with our job. I would say I work for the county. I do technology for the county. And we're basically, whenever we reply with our job, we're projecting the value that we put on ourselves as coming from our job. Well, my value doesn't come from my job. My value comes from my God, from myself, from my family. So right then and there, I realized I'm going to tell every single person that I am an investor because I knew I needed to be an investor, but life kept getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Now, what I did and telling everybody that I was an investor, it got so much easier as an investor, but I'll fast forward the story. So I started buying property after property after property, each one making me a minimum of $250 a month in passive income. Eventually, at 30 plus properties, I realized my goodness, even though I'm making $75,000 a year here, I'm losing money working at this job. So the last part of the story, I went to my new boss, good boss and all. And I said, hey, boss, I'm laying you off. Like, here's your layoff notice. Yeah. And we laughed and joked. And he says, well, Dustin, what are you going to do? I said, I don't have to do anything. I own real estate. It works for me and passively. And so I'm literally not going to do anything. So last part, I went, I walked home to, sorry, I walked to my car on the way home. And I've taken this walk a thousand times. It's a mile and a half walk because I was too frugal to pay for parking. And so I've taken this walk a thousand times. Now, if you remember that hallway, that short hallway that felt like it got longer and longer and longer, felt like my feet became lead bricks. Well, this was so much different. I felt like I was walking on clouds because I knew I would never, ever need a job again. And everybody listen to this. You need to realize that your boss is not paying you what you're worth. In fact, nobody will pay you what you are worth. If they would pay you what you're worth, they'd go bankrupt. And this is how you'll know that they're not paying you what you're worth. They're paying you just enough to keep you working without quitting, but not so much money it takes money out of their pocket. And so if they paid you what you were worth, you would be making so much more money they go out of business. So instead of waiting for somebody else to pay me, I realized I need to put it in my own hands. And here's a quick thought. A lot of people think, well, it's risky to invest. It's risky to go out on my own. It's risky to not work a job. Well, in my opinion, I got the most risk averse job ever. Technology in in California for local county government. Wow. (laughs) The most risk averse job. And I got laid off. And so I realized it's so much more risky putting my life in somebody else's hands. 